Hi, and welcome back to the show. This is Brett Hawes, and uh, I have a very, very awesome guest uh, on today's show, uh, Mr. James Maskell from New Health and Evolution of Medicine. I know that many of you uh, do know him and follow him online. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're a very interesting conversation today. Uh, before I get into the conversation, um, I did have an announcement for today. And that announcement is that the, I know many of you do know about this program, um, but we have launched now as Holistic Health Masterclass, um, the world's first, as far as I know, uh, subscription-based functional medicine program that is targeted towards uh, digestion. So the Ultimate Digestive Health Program really brings personalized functional medicine into a group setting. And uh, essentially for a low monthly fee, you have access to protocols and programs that have literally helped thousands of people um, overcome, in many cases, pretty serious digestive issues. Uh, you will see protocols in there for Crohn's, for colitis, for ulcers, for leaky gut, candida, and the list goes on and on. All of these include um, menu plans with recipes. They also include detailed supplement recommendations with dosages and all that. And then you also get access to professional-grade uh, supplements at a discount and functional lab testing um, if you need that. So the program itself, um, I will include this in the show notes, so just go and check that out. But I am super, super excited because I know that for many of you listening to this right now, um, alternative medicine and functional medicine has been a little bit out of touch. And, and it actually, you know, oddly enough, uh, dovetails perfectly with what I'm going to be talking to uh, with James about today on the show. So... Um, yeah, basically, you know, the just to round that off, the last part of the program is a Facebook group, which is a private Facebook group, and that's where I will be doing group coaching and overseeing things. So everything that you learn behind the membership and login, um, you can then take that, and if you have any questions or anything like that, um, we, we then have um, that Facebook group where, you know, my goal with that is to really help more people at the same time, and also the more information that I put into that group and that we put into that group as a community, um, that group will eventually become populated with searchable, navigable data that will only serve to really, really bolster the program itself as a whole. Um, so, right. So, check out the show notes for that. Um, other than that, no other major announcements um, for today. So, let's talk about my uh, conversation with James today. Uh, James and I have a very good conversation here about the future of healthcare and the future of medicine. Uh, James is based in the US and we talk about his uh, new new health, uh, K-N-E-W, new health, and what that vision really looks like. Uh, some of the areas that we get into today is, you know, we talk a lot about the difference here between socialized medicine versus, uh, you know, insurance-based and cash medicine, which is what the U.S. model operates on, and really how to bring functional medicine and health coaching as the frontline uh, treatment versus putting it at the back end. In other words, getting everyone through the medical system where we're getting pumped full of drugs and surgery and hospital stays and whatever. Um, and then finally, you go through all of that and then you get to see someone who practices functional medicine and so on. So he's on a mission to really put functional medicine at the forefront. And I think when you listen to this episode and you tap into what he's doing, you will appreciate that the vision that he has is very grand, but he's also taken major, major steps in terms of catapulting that forward. So we have a good conversation um, about pretty much everything sort of revolves around those topics. And if you are someone who is listening to this in the US, uh, I would strongly encourage you to go and check out New Health. So the basic premise behind new health and i might very well you know get this completely wrong um you know i want to try and just distill this in a very you know a few seconds here really so go and listen to the episode but essentially what we're talking about is cooperative based healthcare where you can imagine a million people all paying in you know 500 dollars a month or less or 100 dollars or whatever that fee is 
And when you pay into the pool, everyone gets to draw from that pool. And so that way, if you have a big medical expense, if you have, you know, if you're looking for care, if you're looking for chiropractic care, functional medicine, whatever that is, um, you essentially have access to a database of doctors spread out throughout the country, um, doctors and health coaches for that matter. And so, so I find that um, this is very attractive to people who are just exhausted by paying thousands of dollars for insurance every month and uh, really not getting access to the greatest care because of high deductibles, um, you know, too many drugs and so on and so on. So anyway, so I, I sort of, um, I'm going to leave it at that uh, t- today because James and I really cover a lot of ground in this episode. Again, everything sort of revolves around new health, uh, functional medicine and bringing that as the sort of frontline care uh, it, within the greater medical system. Uh, for lack of a better word. So I hope you enjoy the show. And as always, if you do, please help me spread the word here by sharing this with your friends, your family, your community. And uh, of course, subscribing and leaving a review also helps uh, me to continue to bring awesome guests like James. So I'm going to leave it at that. And welcome to the show, James Maskell. Right. Hi, James. Uh, welcome to Holistic Health Masterclass Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Of course, Brett. Great to be here with you. Thank you. So, James, uh, I guess, you know, I've, I've always been interested in the work that you've been doing. And uh, one of the questions that I always wondered about was your background. Um, you know, are you, did you have a formal education in healthcare or any type of practitioner training or anything? Or did you... Yeah, no. So, uh I, I have no, I'm, I'm no sort of health expert in any way. Um, I grew up as the weird kid in school who did natural health. I grew up half in South Africa and half England. So I had, you know, just the kind of care that I was given as a, as a child was chiropractic and homeopathic and, and otherwise. And I just sort of grew up thinking that was normal only mm. to get to school and realize that that was nothing but normal. No one really knew <laughs> anything about any of those things. I was the only kid in school whose parents insisted that I be, that they be consulted before they were given antibiotics. And I just think mm. that's really interesting that my mom with no medical training was able to sort of like preview the, you know, the, um, uh, the antibiotic resistance, the negative side effects of antibiotics by almost 30 years. And so, you know, going into the rest of the world now, that was sort of like, I guess, the programming that I was given as a child. And then I started to make my way in the world and ended up, um, you know, being my first job. I went to university. I did health economics and economics with a health focus in the UK. And then my first job was as an investment banker. And very clearly and very quickly, I realized that being an investment banker was not cool in any way. And I was playing for the wrong team. And ultimately that I need to be like doing something that was going to help the situation on planet Earth. And I was not in that position then. You know, I just decided that, you know, maybe at that moment, maybe something about the way that, you know, healthcare was the biggest problem, biggest problem in America biggest problem worldwide if we looked at the, the sort of the way the costs were moving out and I just sort of had a moment of feeling that maybe something in the way that I was brought up that was seemed to be unique was you know was a solution to you know what's arguably the world's biggest problem with chronic disease and the cost of chronic disease mm-hmm. and so I moved to America in 2005 not really knowing what I was doing I went from being an investment banker on the floor of the biggest uh, bank in the world. I only had that job for about a year and I moved and, you know, I was later that summer, I was packing boxes of supplements and I was working in, um, in an integrated medicine clinic in Georgia that was sort of meant to be a model for the future of primary care, naturopathic huh. medicine uh, in a sort of a spa environment with fitness and that kind of thing. And that was the beginning. That was 13 years ago. And ever since then, I've been sort of working with practitioners. Um, I ran that practice for two years, you know, working with practitioners in a sales and consulting capacity and, um, you know, starting to speak at conferences and practice management. And that's what led to the Functional Forum in 2014. Right. So you, so, I mean, that's a great segue into what, what's going on right now. So Functional Forum, um, you know, Perhaps you can just briefly explain what Functional Forum is, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about um, evolution of medicine as a sort of real big umbrella 
um, organization as well? Yeah, so, uh, you know, what we realized was that, you know, the strategy essentially has become, you know, we need to look for the structures that can control costs and keep people healthy. And we believe that functional medicine is a operating system of medicine that, you know, can control the cost of chronic disease by getting people off medication and keeping people well. And that we needed to popularize that concept. The first step in our master plan was that we needed to sort of 10x or at least 3x the number of doctors doing functional medicine. So how do we do that? We need to expose more doctors to it. So, you know, up until we came along, most of the education, you had to go to a conference, you had to pay hundreds or if not thousands of dollars to attend, you had to take off time off your clinic. So the mm-hmm. Functional Forum started as like a meetup group for doctors who are interested in functional medicine in New York, but we created a live show with music and funny videos and shorter talks, and that's the Functional Forum. The first episode was uh, February 2014. As of today, we've done 56 episodes you know, over the last four and a half years, and you know, we now have this huge back catalog online on our YouTube channel so that any doctor you know, who's, could, could watch a clip, could watch, you know, multiple uh, videos and then connect into some of the resources, both educational and practice management to help them build a successful functional medicine practice. And, you know, once we got beyond the show, which was the functional forum, the evolution of medicine is sort of like the doctor facing business that we started, where we just, you know, have created a lot of resources to help doctors make the shift to functional medicine. So, you know, it started off with the show, then we have these 500 communities around the world that have registered of doctors getting together to watch the show in community. And then the evolution of medicine creates, you know, training programs and courses and resources to help doctors switch out of, into, uh, in, you know, in conventional medicine and into functional medicine, both clinically and practically. And we've got partnerships with some of the biggest you know, ed- education organizations in the space. And then we really focus on helping doctors build successful practices, marketing, system implementation, education systems, and that kind of thing. Right. So, so I, I guess a good question then would be, you know, what, what, uh, aside from Captain Obvious, which would be the knowledge side of things, you know, where, so I'm a, I'm a functional medicine practitioner myself. And the way I explain it to people is really, it's um, simply put in lay terms, it's a nice split between the sort of conventional Western scientific model, but instead of only using drugs to, to, to sort of remedy things and treat people, we're now relying more on natural medicine to sort of, and lifestyle and, and diet and so on to really be the front line in terms of treatment. But what does that transition look like then, you know, for doctors actually coming out of um, a conventional medical practice and shifting into functional medicine, again, aside from the knowledge, I mean, is that a huge shift for, for them to take? Or Yeah, yeah, it's a massive shift. So, yeah. like, the medicine is totally different. So, like, you know, in, reg- in Western medicine, you don't need the patient to participate in the care more than just take their drugs as right. prescribed. Whereas right. in functional medicine, the patient has to be participant participatory so they have to be educated effectively so you have to have education systems that teach patients like why they should have to participate why they should do the healthy behaviors so there's an education component there's also like an activation component so like doctors aren't really trained in helping patients overcome you know their own internal blockages towards taking action so that's why you need things like health coaches and so we've set up structures on how to hire a health coach how to partner with a health coach things like group visits and mm-hmm. structures that impact, you know, increase community because peer-to-peer structures can help people change behavior, you know, without, without the need of a professional. And so, you know, that looking at those kind of things, and then it's also how do you market your practice? Like if you just hang your shingle and you're an internal medicine doctor taking Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield and every pharma company is, is all marketing to try and get you into those doctor's offices. Like ask your doctor if, you know, Xanax might be right for you. Right. There's this billion dollar marketing campaign that's getting people to go to their regular doctor. Once you extricate yourself from that system, now you've got to try and connect with people locally and you've got to get them into your practice and you've got to you know typically either transition to a cash model which most functional medicine doctors do because you can't get paid um you know in the insurance system enough 
to get the time that you need to be able to do the deeper intake or otherwise. And so, you know, so there's cash practice transition, there's working with health coaches, there's marketing, there's education, all of those things come together. I wrote a book called The Evolution of Medicine that sort of lays out the rationale for this and then the step-by-step guide to do this for doctors, you know, really as a way to sort of democratize this opportunity because you know what i see is that you know at this moment it's not like economically better for doctors to shift to functional medicine but i think that if we you know there are starting to be systems and provable reworkable models that allow this to happen and you know you've also got to look at the payment structure so you know one of the things about conventional medicine is that everything's built around a reactive system and so if you want to try and create a proactive system you need to look at all those things again individually and we just see that you know if you if you book in for a one-on-one visit for a one of one appointment that's more of a reflection of what kind of relationship you would need with a doctor for acute disease whereas if you have type 2 diabetes you can't reverse it in one appointment there's no drug that can be given that can yeah. do that you can reverse it with ongoing support and by you know through behavior change so maybe you need a payment model that reflects that kind of relationship Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a great summary. And um, obviously, you know, uh, for, for our non-practitioners that are listening, because I know that a lot of you out there are practitioners, but a lot of you are really just uh, super into health and wellness. Um, you, you know, there's definitely a need for it. And I think that you could probably attest to that as well, that it's becoming more and more popular driven by public demand, essentially, you know, people are frustrated with the conventional drug, you know, drug only model and drug therapy. But obviously, the healthcare systems here between the US, um, and, and perhaps you can elaborate on this a little bit more. I mean, between the US and Canada, it's, it's very much like night and day. You know, we have a socialized healthcare system that is government subsidized using taxpayer money. Um, but the US system is quite different from that. So perhaps, and, and of course, you know, and then, you know, are there other systems in the world that are based on the US model? And the reason why I ask that is, you know, the work that you're doing, and we'll get into new health and some of that in just a minute, the work that you're doing is very much focused on the US. And I've always been wondering, like, how do we export that model on a global scale? So perhaps you can speak to some of those points, James. Yeah, well, look, I grew up in the UK, and you're in Canada, and there's a similar kind of system, you have a socialized medicine model. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, as far as innovation, is that there's limited ability to innovate. Like ultimately, you only have to convince one person to change the system. You know, you've got to you got to get in there and you've got to change the system. I mean, to get the NHS in the UK or Health Canada to adopt functional medicine in any meaningful way is a big deal, and it would take it a long time, and it's it's unlikely to happen through entrepreneurship. It's more likely to happen through. Can I I just interject for one second, James? Because, you know, I I just got to throw this in there. You you just hit something, you know, touched a nerve, I guess. And uh, I mean, do you think that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of socialized medicine. That That's just my two cents on that. I know a lot of people are huge fans because they sort of say, well, look, it's subsidized, right? It's it's free healthcare, quote unquote. And, you know, our, it's just our tax money and we get all this free healthcare. And I've always said, well, what if we're subsidizing the wrong kind of care? You know, because chronic disease is still going up. People are not necessarily yeah. getting any better. Lifestyles are not improving. So surely it's not working. But the biggest challenge for us here as functional medicine practitioners in Canada is that we're working in this completely polarized system where I've got all of this access to free medicine and anything outside of that I have to pay out of pocket. And that is it. There's no insurance. Yeah. There's nothing, you know? Yeah, look, a cash, a cash alternative to free healthcare is much harder to grow than a cash alternative to cash healthcare. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah. like, in the UK, you know, one of my friends, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, he had a show called Doctor in the House that was seen by 5 million people, and he's reversing chronic illness. And, you know, he's got, you know, uh, on the TV and showing how he does it with functional medicine. He's got a book, and it went to number one. Has the NHS changed in any way? No. No. You know, so like it's that the speed of change is slower. So that's one of the reasons why I'm in the US. I could be in the UK doing this too. But what Mm. I see in the US is actually there is this incredible set of circumstances that has happened whereby which at this exact moment, we can create something that's better and cheaper than the current offerings and have functional medicine be the, be the standard of care. And anyone who's in the individual market can just buy it 
And change can happen by force of consumer preferences and not by lobbying or waiting for a corrupt official to like change their tune on pharma or hospitals. We'll never have enough money to out-lobby those people. So we have to think about ways that we can get scale and structure and and growth in a, in a market and that's why yeah. i'm in america and yeah. that's why I'm not, i don't really care what happens in canada there are some people who are doing cool stuff in canada but i can't put my attention there it's not because i don't want canadians to have great health care it's just like the barriers to entry to achieve change in healthcare in socialized medicine is much higher yeah. and in america right now you can see that it's a total mess right in a, in a situation in America right now, you have health insurance, but you have super high deductibles, and you have like most people who hate their insurance company. 7% of people like their insurance company or trust their insurance company. And so you have this incredible opportunity to be able to create a product in a market where people are already paying cash. Like if you have a $3,000 health deductible, which is the average, that wow. means the first $3,000 a year you pay on healthcare, even on top <laughs> of your insurance, is going to be paid for by yourself. So what are you going to spend that money on? Are you going to spend that money on, you know, going and having like, you know, unlimited mammograms or are you <laughs> going to go out and, you know, start to think about what's my best way of keeping my costs super low and keeping myself healthy? And that's not yeah. really a question that's asked. So, you know, I but see America's, also, yeah. I mean, for, for three grand a year, I mean, that's 250 bucks a month that you could be spending on health and wellness, right? Which, which will actually get you quite far. If you, um, if, if you DIY it, you know, not so much cost of supplements and lab tests and blah, 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 but you know, it's, it's sure going to get you a lot further ahead than if you have to pay for pharmaceuticals, which are obviously astronomical prices in, in the U S so totally. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, so, so let's actually talk about that because you know, the, the, the questions that sort of, um, come up for a lot of people, uh, you know, are costs, right? So I know that in the U S people are spending, um, almost more than I would say close to double there or thereabouts the world average spend. So in other words, the average person in the world spends X amount of dollars per year in the US that's double. And it's, we sort of spend the highest amount, right? But is that, is that correct? Just, just so that I'm, I'm on point here. Yeah, the spend as a percentage of GDP on healthcare in America is yeah. double or whatever, or triple in some cases. Yeah. How much of that is actually paid for by the actual person themselves? You know, it's, it's a bit more of a complicated transaction sure. because obviously you have you know, money that's been spent by the state on your behalf, money that's been spent by the government on your behalf, and then you mm -hmm. have like the money that you actually spend. But yeah, I mean, America's health costs, however you manage them, are totally out of control. Yeah. So, um, and of course, people are not getting any better. We're actually seeing chronic disease rates increase. Um, I mean, it, I don't want to say exponentially, but you know what I mean? Di diabetes especially is one that's just like skyrocketing these days. But now, so a lot of people, you know, when we talk about functional medicine, um, a lot of people out there feel that functional medicine is not accessible to a large percentage of the population. And that is partly because it's 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 a cash model, you know, it's pay out of pocket model. So what 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 do you what do you say to that? You know, um, I say, yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's just mm -hmm. a function of the way that it's happened. Look, you know, this is just a, a fledgling industry, right? At the mm -hmm. beginning of cell phones, when you had the giant cell phone that only like the you know investment bankers had, you'd be like, <laughs> cell phone technology is completely inaccessible for the masses, mm -hmm. and it's true. Like that would have been true then, but you can see now, thirty years later, it's totally accessible, and everyone. Has has a cell phone and smartphone and the, the level of technology that everyone has access to yeah. like the billion the billionaire still has the iphone 10 and i've got the iphone 10 so now we've got the same tech and it costs the same amount he might have a bejeweled case but we've got the same phone so that's just the way i see it working out we're like you know we're 20 years into the into the functional medicine industry so yeah, yeah so that took us into the next stage of our plan so starting in january 2017 we were like okay you know, we see that the physician entrepreneur model has potential. We've got this sort of conveyor belt of doctors that are now coming across to functional medicine. And, you know, we taught them how to build their own practice. That's a necessary step, but it's certainly not going to get us where we want to go, which is where functional medicine is the standard of care and it's available to everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. If so, you have more. yeah. So the next step that we decided to do was to start to think, okay, can we take our own advice that we've been giving to doctors and rather, you know, and build, build a system. And I guess the question that we were asking was if we suddenly realized we needed to deliver functional medicine to a hundred thousand people, how would we do it? And mm -hmm. the truth is like that, no one's ever thought about that. Like chronic functional medicine has only really been, just think about the average functional medicine patient, right? In order to become a functional medicine patient, you need to one, sort of come to a conclusion that your doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. Two, go and find another practitioner, like research, find that there might be another way. And then like go and find a practitioner locally who does it and then pay them cash and then keep on working with them. Like that's a pretty much like a unicorn patient that's found its way into functional medicine thus yeah. far. Yeah. And the truth is as well, if you have a group of a hundred thousand people, you know, not all of them are super chronically ill. Do they really need a doctor doing functional medicine? So what we started to think about was, could we put patients into essentially three categories, healthy, mild chronic and severe chronic, you know, type three, tier three, severe chronic would get functional medicine doctor because they have, you know, all kinds of drugs and drug reactions that they're on. And, you know, there's, they, they need to be seen by someone who understands that. And, you know, there's a good, you know, there's problem, there's significant problems there, but tier two and tier one, do they really need a doctor or would they do better with a health coach? Because right. ultimately what you're really trying to do is, is engage lifestyle behaviors in functional medicine there are sort of two things going on simultaneously there's like the execution of lifestyle and doing the lifestyle behaviors sleeping well you know eating well moving well and relaxing so like that's you know those are the fundamental behaviors that we need to get people to do that keep people healthy and then there's also sort of the root cause resolution piece which is going deep understanding the root cause of the condition and looking to help that condition in most functional medicine practices those two things are happening concurrently and yeah. what we saw is that really the doctor is way overpriced and way you know under there's not enough of them for everyone to have functional medicine with the doctor, you know, doctor driven. It's not necessary and it certainly doesn't control costs. So ultimately last year we started to build this like network of physician supervised functional medicine trained health coaches who could basically help people implement lifestyle, understand their labs you know, and to, to start to take action uh, progressively, not good, not doing the doctor's work, but just doing the work of the coach and the practitioner to keep people, you know, to keep people moving. So that was last year. And we started, to, we started it, we did a trial and we saw that, yeah, you know, health coaches are more than capable and actually better than doctors at instigating health behavior change. And if you did behavior change to most people, most people get better and can get off, not, no, not like chronic medication, but like basic medication. Like we had people with on asthma medication. We had yeah. people who were on, you know, who were taking like pain medication here and there or otherwise. And they were able to get to a point where they were, didn't need that medication anymore, the OTC drugs. And so, you know, that's kind of, that, that was our, our thesis last year. And we were thinking, okay, now we've got these functional medicine trained health coaches We've got this network of doctors that can sit in behind it. You know, health coaching could be done across state lines. Doctors' visits have to be within the state. You have to be licensed in the state. And so we've got this, like, whole care delivery system now. How should we deliver this system in a way that it gets to the most possible people? Mm. And, you know, ultimately that was a sort of a question. We thought we, we, had, we had an offer to work with, like, an employer-based insurance company, which we did, but there were some issues with that. But ultimately, this all, you know, my viewpoint on where this needed to go changed dramatically or was, was shifted dramatically on January the 2nd of this year, because that day was when Trump did the Trump tax bill. And in that Trump tax bill, what happened is that he got rid of the individual mandate. And the individual mandate was basically a tax penalty that was placed on people for not having qualified health insurance. And that tax penalty, you know, meant a lot. And what the, you know, what that means is, is that now, you know, essentially you're not going to be penalized if you don't have health insurance. And when I say don't have health insurance, 
you know, there are plenty of other ways that other groups in society have taken care of their health costs without insurance. And so this led me to, you know, to start to think about, could we create a structure where everyone got this health coaching service and where, you know, people's health claims, whether they be, you know, a, a small thing like a doctor's visit right up to like a serious car accident could be taken care in a way, taken care of in a way that would, you know, be a legitimate product that people could buy that has a history of working, but that also that we could make the rules, right? Where we could say, okay, health coaches first, then doctors, and only, only, only after those two efforts would you ever go into the conventional system for a chronic issue. Right. And, and so that's kind of where we, where we got to. So that, that was the thinking process that led to what is now New Health. And so, and we'll talk a little bit more about the actual model of new health because I do find it interesting. But one thing you touched on, you know, uh, is is the whole conventional and functional medicine. You know, do you feel that we're we're going to get to a point in time where both of those systems can happily coexist? Because from where I'm sitting, there's still a lot of bashing and a lot of resistance. Um, you, you know. But here's the thing: yes, there's bashing and resistance. Will it be in harmony? Maybe not. But at the end of the day, I don't really care about that either. You know, mm. what, I, what I know is that if you put health coaching and functional medicine at the front of medicine rather than at the end of medicine, right. the back end, you're going to keep a lot of people out of the system. The yeah. truth is everyone else in medicine wants people in the system. You know, pharma and hospitals, <laughs> exactly. the, the incentives are very clear with those two, right? Everyone knows more drugs equals more money more hospital stays equals more money. It's very clear what the incentives are for those two players in healthcare. What mm -hmm. most people don't understand is that health insurance has the same incentives. People think that health insurance has the opposite incentives and will restrain costs because they don't want to pay out those claims. But the truth is, since the ACA came in, most insurance companies in, in America are, are basically uh, on a cost plus business model. 60% of the revenues of the insurance companies in America, Cigna, Aetna, and whatever, 60% of their revenue comes from the federal government in federal subsidies for the ACA. So like really, you know, you're not dealing with, you're dealing with like a real, you know, oligo oligopoly mess where yeah. like you have, you have regulatory capture, you have insane amounts of um, money and lobbying power. And you essentially have a system where, you know, you have, a, you have a business model like the ACA, you know, look at the share prices of all those big five companies before the ACA and after the ACA. And you'll see that the Affordable Care Act was the biggest payout to insurance companies ever because they forced people under tax penalty of the law to buy a commercial insurance product. Like the only reason why that doesn't sound crazy to most people is because the situation is crazy by itself. But if you happen to be English or Canadian or South African, yeah. you realize just how insane that is. Like, you know, you're, you're basically, the government is paying for a, for a plan that has tons of profit built into it that has like ridiculous pricing and, and so much opaqueness built into it. And I'm like, that is the worst plan ever. And so ultimately, you know, this led us down this, this other discussion. And so I was starting to look for what is, is there an alternative to health insurance that's built on the cash economy where essentially we could, you know, where we could build our own system. And, you know, I've known about this for the last five years because I'm a user of it. But five years ago, um, you know, I never had health insurance for the first eight years that I lived in America. You know, I just, I just decided it wasn't, you know, valuable to me. I was young. I was unlikely to get a chronic disease. I was taking a chance. If I got hit by a car, I would have been totally screwed, but I just took the chance and that was how I lived. And then in and 2000, for, yeah. How, how much is, um, insurance on average in, in the U S just for our international listeners? What, what would, you know, so I'll just tell you that right now, if I bought health insurance at this exact moment for myself and my family, given of my, you know, uh, I don't qualify for a federal tax subsidy because of my uh, income and I have a wife of childbearing age and I have a daughter, it would be about $2,000 a month. Right. And that's exactly. with a high deductible the for the family. Wow. Right. It, you know, it was, it was $1,500 a month when I was looking two years ago and the prices go up 20% a year. 
Wow. So 2000. So, you know, so then I'm like, okay, that's a significant amount of wallet share. I just was speaking to an insurance broker the other day and they said in the last two years is the first time they've ever seen people making between $100,000 and $300,000 balking at health costs. It's never happened before in their history of 30 years, but these costs are getting so high and so significant. So ultimately, like five years ago, I was like, look, I've got to be cared. I've got to have my health expenses taken care of some way. If my wife has a crazy birth or there's some sort of thing that goes wrong with my kid, I need to have some kind of care. And ultimately, that's when I found out about these totally American things. Like this is the most American thing you've ever heard of, uh, but it's a, it's a unique model, but it's called a Christian health cost sharing ministry. Okay. Uh, and these ministries started in the 80s. Basically, group, a church would come together and be like, hey, we don't need insurance. If we just pooled all of our money every month and took care of people as medical costs arise, we could like extricate ourselves from the system. And they did it. And essentially, you know, it started out as sort of like a very humble beginnings where people are like literally sending each other's checks depending on how things work. And then it got a bit more sophisticated. And in, in 2010... At the beginning of the ACA, 160,000 Americans used this health cost sharing. By the end of the ACA, well, by this year, January 2018, more than a million Americans use it. Wow. And the reason why they use it is because it's way cheaper. Think about my $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. In the ministry that I'm part of, I pay $449 a month. So I'm saving $18,000 a year that I could use on chiropractic or acupuncture or medical care or whatever. You mean you started the show by saying, look at the differential there. Like yeah. just think about how much money you can save with an extra $1,500 a month. So that's what I did. And I was part of it for the last five years. Three years ago, we actually did a partnership with one of them to actually, you know, build something with them. And it went, it went really well. People were interested in it. But ultimately, we were kind of out of control of the situation because it was just a product that we made with them and they controlled the whole thing. And so I thought to myself, look, if, if there was ever a moment where we could build our own health cost sharing community, we should because ultimately it has a lot of things that you know, target very well with functional medicine. One, yeah. it's all built on the cash economy. And doctors prefer cash because they get paid straight away. They don't have to wait for months to get paid. But actually, patients should prefer cash too. Because ultimately, the biggest scam that's going on in American medicine is what you don't know is that there's just a list of prices. And, you know, depending on if you're insurance, the better your insurance you have, the higher quality the insurance, the higher the price that you get charged. And so, you know, the reason why prices are astronomical and the reason why these costs keep going up is that, like, as an example, if, you, if your doctor tells you you need a homocysteine test, you go and you give your insurance card and then you get charged for your, insurance, your, your homocysteine test and you've got great insurance, so they charge you $800 for that test and then you end up getting the bill back because you have the high deductible plan, you haven't met your deductible. Little did you know, if you had gone directly to the lab, that same test would have been $20. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's a 400% markup on the test. No, wait, that's yeah. a 4,000% markup on the test. Right? So that's from, from $20 to $800 to 4,000% markup. So you can't control healthcare costs if you're paying the stupid high prices. Yeah. So ultimately, we need to have a system where we're only ever paying that low price, and that's the cash economy. Right, So you want to build on top of the cash economy. And in these Christian ministries, everyone's a cash-paying patient, but you're not alone. If you have a massive cash bill that you have to pay, you submit for reimbursement and it's shared amongst the community. So, and so, so Jay, yeah. I'm just going to interject there for a second, um, just for our listeners. You know, can you perhaps elaborate a little bit more on what that Christian ministry system really looks like. You know, we all get that you're paying a monthly in. It looks exactly the same as insurance, right? You pay okay. in a certain amount every month. In insurance, that's called your premium. In this, it's called your um, monthly share amount. Yeah. You have a similar thing to a deductible. In insurance, it's called a deductible. In this thing, it's called an um, annual unshared amount or an individual unshared amount. So like these things operate very similarly. 
And yeah, it's just way cheaper and the system works. Ultimately, you, you never, you always pay the cash rate. So if you ever go to a doctor's office, you say, hey, I'm a cash pay patient and they give you the cash rate, you pay the cash rate and then you submit for reimbursement. Okay, right. So, so that's how it works, right? So you're basically, if I get sick, I go and see a doctor and then I submit the, the bill. Yeah. Okay, and then you get and, reimbursed. And is, is there an it, upper limit? You know, I mean, what if I got super sick and I need thousands of dollars of care? Like, is there a limit there? Or? There's no, there's no limit. Wow. There's no, there's no limit because it's being shared by a community of people, right? And there are certain things that are shareable and certain things that aren't shareable. And there's certain rules, but ultimately, you know, it's there to protect you. It's there for the original purpose of what insurance was meant to be. It's a co-op you know, system, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a co-op. Exactly. So you keep paying because you believe in it. And if nothing happens to you, well, then you're supporting everyone else and you're, you're paying into something you believe in. And exactly. if something does happen to you, you've got a fail safe. Um, that's really yeah. cool. And is, is, this is really what the, the premise is behind New Health, right? K-N-E-W for those listening. Yeah, New Health. So, you know, we're building, our, we're building the first non-denominational medical cost sharing program in America. You could be any religion. You, do, you could be Christian, but you don't have to be. And in our system, we control the costs and keep the costs low over the medium term by giving everyone a functional medicine trained health coach, by having an access to the functional medicine doctor community. But then we also have things that make it a great plan. So you have the health cost sharing, you have a billing concierge, someone who, if you suddenly do need to like have a, if you have a serious medical need comes up, or let's say you need to get an MRI, you know, there's someone who can tell you, okay, there's two MRIs within five miles of you that both accept cash. Wow. One is $2,500. One is $500. It's the same machine goes to the $500 one, yeah. right? So they're helping you save money there. And then, you know, and then there's other things. So 24 access, 24 seven access to Teladoc. Teladoc is like a service where you can get a doctor on telemedicine right away. You don't know who that doctor is. You probably won't see the same one twice, but you know that they are licensed in your state and they can prescribe a medication if you need it right mm -hmm. away and get the prescription to Walgreens in 10 minutes. So that supports in there just to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. There's that kind of support. There's also some counseling services and then obviously there's community services and that kind of thing. But ultimately, the biggest thing that we're trying to do is reduce people's wallet share dramatically so that they can invest in whatever services they deem best for their family. So like if you, you know, maybe you like acupuncture or maybe you like deep tissue massage or maybe you like chiropractic and rather than me deciding, hey, we've got unlimited chiropractic in this plan and it's going to cost this much more because we're giving everyone chiropractic, which is essentially what's happening in insurance, right? Health insurance is a prepaid drug plan. Right. The reason why health insurance keeps going up is because if the if this medication is covered, it means they have to sort of get ready to, you know, to prescribe it for everyone that gets that disease. And therefore, the costs have to be higher and higher and higher. You know, in our plan, it's like, how do we how do we incentivize the cost to be lower, lower and lower? So everyone's healthy so that you, you know, so the costs stay low and that you can use that extra money, you know, to either do nothing and take care of yourself via food and rest, relaxation and rest yeah. and completely out of the doctor's office. Or if there are integrated medicine services that you value, like acupuncture and chiropractic, you now have wallet share open to make a deal with your chiropractor for unlimited visits for a hundred bucks a month, but you just saved 1500 bucks a month. So now you're putting together like a great plan that works for you. It's like a, custom, like a customized plan, right? For yourself. Exactly. And yeah. it's not for me to tell you which one of those is better. You know, people, people's experience and the effectiveness of these modalities is as much a function of their attitude towards it as the service itself. So why not let people choose the services that they feel best about? And if they've always had good results with a chiropractor and they like their local chiropractor and they don't want to switch to another chiropractor, then that's the other thing. The other thing about this model is that there's no network, right? The network, provider network, is there's no network. So that means you can go to any doctor. Any doctor that you see mm. will have a cash rate. And typically it's way cheaper than anything else. Yeah. And so ultimately we want to you know, try and 
try and just make it as easy as possible for people to do that. So that's New Health. It's going to be launching November 1st. Uh, you know, that's open enrollment. And essentially, um, you know, we'll be open from then on. And uh, from January 2019, you can share your costs with a community of people that care. We're going to have some of the top names in functional medicine come and educate our community, do masterclasses on sleep and exercise and food and all these other things we've got a supportive community of people that are going to get together in person to do you know community batch cooking or other ways to you know create community and also do healthy behaviors and you know we hope that with the pricing that we bring out we're going to be so much cheaper than than conventional medicine is that people uh, or the conventional insurance that people will come into our system they will get access to the functional medicine operating system through the coaches and my feeling is is that once people experience that yeah they'll never want to go back because why would you go back to a system that doesn't listen to you and 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 it's already happening right you know i've i've always said you know western medicine is fantastic if you get hit by a bus um if you're having a baby uh you know emergency situations and so on it's it's great like we need it there for that and that's really what it was designed for. But we're not, you know, that's not the, the bulk of medical issues these days. You know, the bulk of medical issues are chronic degenerative disease. And that's where functional medicine and natural medicine is perfectly suited. So I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's only got one way to go. And uh, hopefully that will be the sort of um, tipping point where um, that will become the default model. So yeah, that's our plan. And look, this, this model cannot be stopped at this moment, right? No. We've got a two-year window. Where Trump's not going to put in any new regulations against health cost sharing models. So ultimately, like if you care about this and you, you know, you want to sort of say to you know say okay i believe in a new system and it's time for a new different way you can literally just buy this and you could just say you know by by voting with your dollars you're essentially saying i believe in a different type of healthcare and ultimately we think that in the next two years like initially our product is not for people on medicare or 65 above because you've got medicare probably not for people younger than 25 because you might be on your parents insurance but you might not be and not really for people who work in a job where they get significant medical care because our product is not a fit for people who work in a company with more than 50 employees but everyone else right come and join the party in the next two years you know we're going to create a technology that delivers functional medicine at scale that technology will be used to deliver functional medicine to every other country in the world if we came to canada or if we came to the uk we would do a slightly different model where we would just have our health coaching and our functional medicine you know we would probably do a government contract where we would say okay UK, you've got 10,000 people with Crohn's, they're costing you $100 million a year, give us $80 million and we'll take care of them. So they're saving money and we can now do different care for them that includes, you know, root cause resolution, health coaching, technology and all of that. But basically mm-hmm. at this moment, if you, this, this, like for anyone who, who is out there, who's listening, who thinks, oh, who has ever thought, wow, I wish there was a revolution in healthcare where like, you know, this could be the standard of care. Like you probably didn't know what that revolution was going to look like or who would do it or when it would happen. I mean, if you choose so, this could be it. I can't do it alone. But if, if a million people sign up in the next two years for new health, we will have changed the landscape of medicine completely in a way that yeah. can never go back. And so this yeah. is it's an opportunity for us to showcase the power of functional medicine to control costs and keep people well. We're going to do it in an efficient way where we use health coaches, lower cost providers. We're going to use content and we're going to use community to keep the cost low and provide peer-to-peer support groups. But ultimately, like this is the revolution. And if you want to see this thing happen, you can just vote for it with your dollars today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on, on that note, uh, I think we'll um, start wrapping up because that was a fantastic uh, 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 exit there or um, a synopsis of, of the overall program. And I really hope that one day you, you do come into places like Canada because I can tell you that the people here in my practice, there are, I would say, 50% of people, if not more, are unhappy with their doctors. They don't want to be on drugs. They're looking for alternatives. 
And for many of those people, the alternative is just slightly out of reach, you know, at, at this point. And so I think, you know, the model that you're talking about, you know, bringing that in here and absorbing some of the costs from government, healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's, that's very, very innovative and um, hopefully will blaze a trail forward in countries with socialized medicine. So, um, so James, anything else you want to share with our listeners before we wrap things up? Uh, obviously, any media links and websites, I will be, be putting those in the show notes. But if there's anything else you want to share with us, please go ahead. Yeah, check out New Health. And, and what we're going to try and do is everyone that signs up, um, there's this brilliant concept called a Moai, which is based out of like the blue zones in Okinawa, where basically these people have put themselves into groups of five families that support each other. They cook together, pray together, play together, support each other financially and, and socially. So we're going to ask every single one of our members to develop their own Moai and get everyone into the community. The cool thing about New Health is that if our community health costs go down, everyone inside the community benefits. And so if you are thinking about this, if you're fired up, go to newhealth.com. You can become a founding member today. We will release the pricing mid-October and then people will be signing up from November. But start to think, who are the self-employed, health-conscious friends that I have and how can we form a local community because that five of you might form the basis for the future of the health community in your area. Because if this lives up to its potential, you know, we're going to start communities all across the country of health-conscious individuals supporting themselves to keep their costs low and keep themselves well. So you know, if this is resonating with you, start thinking ahead of time of like who are five other families that you could get in so that you guys could all come in at the same time. You could drastically reduce your health costs. You could support each other to stay healthy. And then ultimately, you, know, you can start to get paid in 2019 for building up this community in your local area. Awesome. Well, James, um, you know, it sounds like you got a, an amazing vision, amazing plan. Um, I'm so happy that I got the chance to get you on the show today. And I know for a lot of you folks listening out there, um, this is resonating. Uh, you know, for, for the longest time, I've heard these complaints. We see it in the news all the time. So James, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing and for the vision that you have. And I wish you nothing but the best um, on this. And of course, if there's any way that I can help you or our listeners can help you, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get in touch and uh, do that. So thanks again for making the time and coming on the show today. Great to be here with you, Brett. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, check out New Health and uh, look forward to uh, connecting with your community and keep it up. Awesome. So uh, for those of you listening out there, as always, if you did enjoy today's show, please consider sharing uh, with your friends, with your family and anyone else who might be interested in this. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the show, leave us a review and anything else you can do to help me continue to bring awesome guests uh, like James. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you all next time. Thank you.